Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 4th, 2023. So because it's August 4th, I need to say something before I get into the message. Guess what August 4th is? August 4th is Isabella's birthday. My wife, my beautiful wife, Isabella Pina is her birthday. This is her day. So let's celebrate Isabella. If you know Isabella personally, if you have her cell phone, send her a text message. Tell her that you love her and appreciate her. Speak li- and You don't have to know her personally. If you don't know her personally, you can sp- still speak life and blessing over Isabella today. I want her to feel loved and appreciate what well, she, she does all the time. But I, I mean an outpour of love. Let's give my wife an outpour of love. Speak blessings over Isabella Pina today. She's on a mission trip. She's in Dom- Dominica with two of the members of our church. And she's, uh, yeah, she's there. She's doing the Lord's will. And I pray that today she gets some rest, that today she would just enjoy herself while she's there. Uh, she was walking around, uh, taking some videos yesterday, going to the place where she grew up. And she took a video. And she was like, wow. Uh, well, we had already talked about how she lived in, a, she grew up in a little uh, um, wooden shack with no no uh, floor, like the, the floor was the earth, right? And she lived in a little shack smaller than our kitchen with nine people. And then she went to, and she was in the city and she was talking about another house that she lived in later on when she was a teenager. And in that house, she was like, wow, I can't believe there was 11 of us living in this house. And this is smaller than my son's bathroom, than Ethan's bathroom. And so we've come a, a, a mighty long way. Thank God for goodness and grace. Hallelujah. All right. Anyway, let's get to the word. Y'all ready for the word? So let's get into the word this morning. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. We've been looking at the parable of the sower. This is part 30. So it's part 30. So you probably think you know it by now, right? You know it? Say, you know, if you think you know it, put it in the chat. Let me tell you something. You don't know it. Yeah, uh, you, you, there's layers and layers and layers of revelation. We're in part 30, but there's a lot more revelation. Here's the title of today's message. From seed to harvest, embrace God's word for growth. I'm going to make a distinction as I read the passage to you today, a passage I've been reading to you for weeks. But there's a there's a little distinction in there that, that highlights the fact that when the seed is sown in this parable, the seed doesn't grow. You grow. Say, say I grow. Get ready to receive the word. I see that people are already putting in the chat, I grow, I grow. Yeah, that's really going to be the distinction today. When 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 the seed is sown in our heart, it's not that the seed grows. You're going to see this from the parable, I grow. Say, I grow. All right. So before we get into the parable, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year. Let me read it for you again. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the form of glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And in this season, I don't want any area of your life to be dried up. Say amen to that. All right. So we've been looking at the mother of all parables. So let's look at it again. Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. I'm going to go through this passage, but there's something I'm going to highlight today. This is what Jesus said in the explanation of the parable. He said, the farmer is like someone who takes the word of God, which is a seed, and sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand it, that Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. They quickly and gladly accept it. 
They say, yes, pastor, amen, hallelujah, real loud in church, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, as soon as trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word that they receive, because the power of the word actually attracts opposition from the enemy, they're quick to give up. Uh, other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the word of God, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. They just got way too much stuff going on. They don't have time for God. They go to church, but they really don't have time for God. They go to church, but they have competing priorities. They have the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. These things grow up like weeds and choke out the word. Now, let's talk about good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Let me read the good ground to you, and, and let's focus in on something. Others are like the seed that's planted on good ground. Say, I'm good ground. You got it? Now, listen to this statement. They hear the teaching and accept it. Then they grow and produce a harvest. Sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more. Let me read that to you again. In the parable, God is the sower. The word of God is the seed. We are the soil. He's likening the kingdom of God to a farmer and giving us terms from agriculture that we can understand. But let me read this slowly. The good ground, they hear the teaching and they accept it. Then they grow. The text doesn't say the seed grows. The text says they grow. Oh, okay. So get, I get it. So the word of God causes me to grow. When I'm good ground, when I don't have competing priorities, when I'm good ground, when I allow the word of God to go deep into my life, when I'm good ground, when I have an understanding, when basically when I don't do what, what the first three grounds did and I'm good ground, is not that the word grows because the word is not going to change. I grow. Put in the chat, I grow as a result of the word of God. When the word of God gets sown down in my heart, it's not that the word is, is changing. It's not that the word is growing. I'm growing. I'm changing as a result of the word. So this is a, a very important distinction because in another parable, Jesus said, well, the kingdom of, of God is like a man that takes a seed, uh, sows it into the ground, and then he goes to sleep. And whether he's sleeping or awake, the word is always working. And then it produces a harvest. And then it says, first, uh, first the sprout, you know, then the stalk, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. In that analogy or in that parable, the seed was growing. But that's not what Jesus said in this one. He said, no, no, no. In the good ground, the seed is sown into the soil, but the seed doesn't grow. The soil grows. Isn't that crazy? Like, like think about it. So the seed is sown into my heart and the seed of the word of God, the word of God is incorruptible seed, whereby men are born again. The seed, the word is not growing. The word is not changing. The word doesn't need to grow. The word causes me to grow. So in, in this analogy, Jesus is saying, I put the seed down in there and actually the soil changes because of the word that I sown into it. You got it? All right. So what does this mean for you today? Man, I love the word of God. What does this mean for you today? Let me give you a few things. Here's number one. The word of God is spirit and life. Put in the chat, the word of God is spirit and life. The word of God, his words are spirit, his words are life. It is sown into us. It is supernatural and limitless. The word of God, when it's sown into our hearts, causes us to grow supernaturally. Just like a tiny seed has the potential for a massive tree, 
like a whole oak tree is inside of an acorn. The word of God has supernatural power. But in this case, it causes us to grow. The soil is growing. When you accept the word of God into, into your life and you meditate and medicate on it day and night, it's going to change every area of your life, your mind, your emotions, your will. You got to embrace the word of God because the word of God contains the power to change you from the inside out. Put in the chat, the word of God causes me to change. It causes me to grow. It causes me to mature. It causes me to develop. Say amen to that. Number two, when God places his word in your heart, you grow. He does not refer to the word growing. He refers to you growing. Jesus emphasized you growing. So the word of God is the catalyst that causes the growth, but the word of God is not the word, is not what's growing. We're the ones that's growing. So as you allow the word of God to take root in your heart, you meditate and medicate on it day and night. You will witness personal growth and spiritual maturity. That's what you want. What you want is to meditate, meditate. What you don't want is to go to church every Sunday and then not grow. Like people should be able to see the transformation that's taking place in your life because of the word of God. People should be able to see that you are growing, that you're maturing, that you're developing, that you're, you're, you're not reacting or responding the way that you used to. You're not flying off the handle. You're more controlled. You have self-control. You have discipline. You're operating in love. You're operating in forgiveness. You're a recipient of grace. Therefore, you're an extender of grace. And so people should see that you are actually growing. You have personal growth. You have development. Why? Because you're not a hero only. You're a doer of the word of God. You're not just a churchgoer. You are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Put in the chat, say, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. Number three, the more you get God's word down in your heart, the better positioned you are to experience soul transformation. Remember the other day I was giving you my testimony and I was talking about soul transformation. I was talking about how, man, I was freaking out. Like, you know, like I was like, wow, this is crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't, like this person did me wrong. And in the past, I would have wanted to slap the crap out, you know, but now I don't want to do that no more. Sorry for saying it that way. But I'm saying like, like in the past, oh my, I, I was ready. But now I feel like praying for that person. This is so crazy. What's happening? I'm being changed. How am I being changed? I'm being changed by the word. The day that you were born again, let me be very clear. I've taught you this before, but it's worth repeating. There are three parts of you. Say there are three parts of me. God is father, son, spirit. We are spirit, soul, body. So the day you were born again, the only part of you that got born again was spirit right? Your soul was not born again. Your body was not born again. So your soul didn't change. Your body didn't change. The only part of you that changed was your spirit. And God's spirit come in, came in and connected with your spirit. And now the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. So your spirit was recreated. Now the day you were born again, you have a recreated spirit. Now that's the only part of you that changed. Your body, so your spirit was changed. Past tense. Your body will be changed, future tense. One day you're going to get a glorified body. You will forever be with the Lord if you're born again. So my spirit was changed, past tense. My body will be changed, future tense. So what, what is my focus now? So I don't need to focus on my spirit. It was already changed. I don't need to focus on my body. One day it will be changed. So what, what is my focus? My focus is my soul. My soul contains my mind, my emotions, and my will. My thinker, my feeler, and my chooser, the way that I think, the way that I feel about stuff, the way that I make decisions is my soul. And my soul is being changed through the word of God. So my spirit was changed instantly. My soul is being changed progressively. And my body will be changed 
eventually. So now the focus of my life from now to the day that I die is the transformation of my soul. I need to learn how to think and feel and make decisions the way that God wants me to think and feel and make decisions. And that happens with the word of God. It is the word of God that renews my mind. Oh, Brother Pena, you, they trying to brainwash you at that church. No, no, I want it. I want my brain to be washed. I want to think like God. I want to learn how to respond like God. I want to learn how to feel like God. God, how do you want me to feel in this situation? Emotions are not bad. I just can't allow my emotions to control me. I got to control my feelings. I got to tell my feelings how to feel. How do I, how should I feel about this? Right? I want to love what you love. I want to hate what you hate. I, I, so I'm learning how to think like God, how to feel like God, and how to respond like God, how to make decisions, and how do I learn all of this? It is with the Word of God. Say, the Word of God changes me. You got it? Number four, make it a daily practice to get the Word of God down in your heart. So like the farmer who sows seed in the ground, the Word is always working. So say this, the Word is always working. Say, the Word is in my heart. Put in the chat, the word is always working. Also, now let me go back to that other parable, that other analogy that Jesus gave. There's a farmer. He takes seed. He sows it into the ground. And, and the Bible says that whether he understands it or not, like he doesn't have to have a degree in agriculture. He can walk away and just know that the thing is working. And he can't see the seed working because it's under the ground, but he just has to believe that the seed is working. And Jesus said, whether it's night or day, whether he's awake or asleep, whether he's working or resting, the seed is always working, right? And then it sprouts up. First the sprout, then the stalk, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. So there's a process that's working and the process is working whether I understand it or not. The process is, listen, you don't have to have a degree in agriculture for the seed to grow. You don't have to have a seminary degree for the word to work. I'm saying the word is going to work. You just meditate and medicate on the word day and night. You don't need to understand it whether you're awake or whether you're asleep. The word is always working. Say the word is always working. The word is always working in my heart. There's a word that's in my heart and it's always working. And that word is producing a harvest in me, change and fruit from me. And that, that word is changing me from the inside out. It's not, but in this analogy, Jesus said, it's not that the stalk is growing. I'm growing. I'm growing. Why? Because the word is always working. I have the word of God down in my heart. I don't need a seminary degree. I don't need to understand Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic for the word to work. I just need to understand that the word works, doggone it. I'm going to get the word of God through my heart, through my eyes, down in my heart, through my ears, down in my heart. I'm going to meditate, medicate on it day and night. I'm going to listen to teaching like this. I'm going to get worship music. I'm going to prepare my heart to be good ground. I'm going to think about what God said to me. I'm going to meditate on some scripture. I'm going to mutter it. I'm going to decree it. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to get those 150 affirmations of faith from Rick Pena and I'm going to open up that book and I'm going to declare the word of the Lord and I speak life and blessing. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I speak life and not death. Blessing and not cursing. I'm going to declare the work of the Lord. I don't understand how it works. I don't need to have a seminary degree. I just need to know that whether I'm sleeping or whether I'm awake, the word is always working. Dog. The word is working. Say the word is working. The word is working. It's producing change in me. It's producing fruit from me. The word is always working because there's power in the word and it is changing me. Say the word changes me. Glory to God. The power in the word of God is changing me and it's changing me from the inside out. Say amen to that. All right. Number five, <laughs> praise God. The seed of the word of God sown in your heart produces a harvest in your life, but God is not making the seed grow. He's making you grow. So you become the harvest from the seed. Think about that for a minute. Once again, it's a weird analogy. The seed goes into the ground and the soil grows. 
The soil is becoming the harvest from the seed. You are the soil. You are the harvest from the seed. Say, put this in the chat. I am the harvest from the seed. I, the seed of the word of God is producing change in me and I am the harvest. People can see that my life is being changed. People can see that, that, that watch this. People can see that, that I was going through something. Let's say something attached itself to my body. And, and now there's this disease and, and, or, or I'm going through some type of illness and, and I'm believing God for healing. And before I started going to church or before I started meditating on the word of God or before I got the word of God down in my heart, I thought this was the end of the world. I, you know, I was pulling my hair. I was stressed out. I was battling depression uh, 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 and people were coming. They was like, oh, people were having pity on me, all of that. But now the word of God is in my heart. Come on. And the word is always working. Oh, my God. And so God has already told me that that I'm healed, that that I should live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And while, while the doctor's report hasn't changed, I've already changed. And I feel different. And I sound different. And I talk different. Now, the same people that came, they, that used to come over here to see me and have pity on me, now they come over here and I'm ministering to them. They come and they think they're ministering to me. No, 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 no. They come and I come ministering to them. Why? Because the word is always working. And the word is in my heart. And it's only a matter of time before I see in my hands. But what I've already received in my heart, it's only a matter of time before the doctor's report changed. Why? Because I've already changed. It's only a matter of time. Why? Because I've seen myself healed, healthy, blessed, and prosperous in every area of my life. Why? Because the word is always working. And the word is working in me. And I'm meditating and meditating on the word day and night. And I know that Jesus bore my sicknesses and my diseases and by his stripes, Isaiah translated 700 years to, to the cross, looking up, said, by his stripes, we are healed. Peter, looking back at the cross, said, by his stripes, we were healed. Oh, glory to God. I'm some of that were healed. I'm in the New Testament. I'm looking back. I was healed. I am healed. It's already done. And now the word of God is working in me. And so it's only a matter of time before the doctor's report catches up. Why? Because the word is working. And so not, listen, this whole thing about healing is not in my notes. I just felt led to share that for somebody. Somebody needs to be encouraged. I need you to know that the word, you need to meditate, medicate on the word day and night. And the word is always working. You need to believe the word. You need to crave for the word. Job said, I crave for the word more than my necessary food. Sometimes you turn down the plate. Sometimes you have to fast and pray. You got to seek the word, meditate the word. You cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what the word of God says. What did God say to you about your marriage? What did God, none of this is in my notes. I just want to release it. What did God say to you about your marriage? What did God say to you about your children? What did God say to you about your business? Meditate on that. Declare that. Decree that. Think about that all the time. It's only a matter of time. This world is going to catch up with God's reality, but you got to believe it. You got to receive it. You got to decree it. You got to declare it. And the word is not going to grow. You're going to grow. You're going to grow as a result. It's going to produce change in you, fruit from you. Jesus said, people will know you by your fruit. And how is the fruit going to come? With the word of God. Say the word of God changes me. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Woo. I feel like preaching this morning. Last point, number six for today. I'm, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. All right, number six, last point. Y'all ready? The power is not in the soil, which is you. The power is in the seed, which is God's word. So while you're the one, the soil that is the one that's changing, the power is not in the soil. The power is in the seed. The power is not in me. The power is in God. The power is in his word. So when you receive the word of God down in your heart, it becomes the blueprint for success and prosperity. It becomes the blueprint for you to become the man or the woman that God called you to be for such a time as this. The word of God down in your heart becomes a wellspring of wisdom, insight, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. It will lead you to a fruitful life. It will lead you to a 
purposeful life. It will lead you to a prosperous life. The word of God is a creative force that will mold you into the image of, of Christ himself. Say this, say, I am being changed into the image of God. And say this, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. So in closing, as and I'm going to close out the week with this statement, as you receive and you meditate on God's word, remember, you're the one that's growing. The, in, the, in this analogy, in this illustration, the seed is not growing. You're growing. The word is producing a harvest, but the harvest is coming in you. It is a harvest of transformation. It is a life-changing harvest. It is the impact. People will see the impact of Jesus in your life. People will see that you talk different, act different, respond different, believe different, everything. Your life is different. People should be able to see the difference that the word of God is having on you. And once it once it produces a change in you, then you can change your family. Once it produces a change in you and your family, then you can change your community. <laughs> oh, glory to God. What's the now you, you're, you're changing your team at work. You're, you Watch this. Why? Because you're a world changer. You're an atmosphere setter. You're taking God with you into every meeting, conversation, and activity. You are now changing the world because the word changes you first and it produces this type of change in you and then fruit from you. Say Amen to that. Glory to God. That was a good word, y'all. This is a message you might need to listen to again. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare your word is my supernatural source. It causes powerful change when it is sown in my heart. I grow and I mature as I embrace your word. And I respond to it with a receptive heart. I provide corresponding actions in faith. Daily, I saturate my heart with your word. I align my life with your truth. Your word is always working, producing change in me day and night. Whether I'm up or sleeping, whether I am aware or oblivious, your word is always working. I am a living testament of your wisdom and your power because your word is the foundation for my decision-making process and my subsequent actions. I am rooted in your word. Therefore, my life produces abundant fruit. My life impacts everyone everywhere I go. I am a conduit of love and light to my family, my community, and the world. Living this way, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red. You get my notes for free. Sign up. You get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. I feel led to say something about the Patreon. So Isabella and I have this coaching platform. I create some video content that's not on social media. I create more private video content that really is more focused on you growing as a person in your marriage, uh, personally in business, uh, how I do this, how I do that from a preaching perspective. But I share some private content and then I do like one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. I believe I've been doing some sessions lately and it's been so impactful. Uh, but it's just part of what I believe God has called me to do. So if you're interested in that, check it out. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming.
for you. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.